0: you are welcome to Mountain Springs Church podcast, a podcast where we share teachings, testimonies, and conversations to help you in your faith journey. Now sit back and listen to today's episode.
1: Hello everyone, you are welcome to the Mountain Springs Church podcast. And today I am joined by my dear friend Bunny Bullen, all the way from Exmouth,
0: England, Bunny, say something to everyone hi everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great to be with you here and here claire and it's just um, lovely to actually be here at the start of your church plant here at, at mountain springs uh, and uh, yeah i'm happy to be in canada for the first time ever so that's great <laughs> awesome
1: and bunny has been here for four weeks now and uh it's
0: a lovely day out there today right Oh, I'm enjoying it very much. We don't see much snow back in Exneth, <laughs> where I am in the UK. So it's just been fantastic being here and experiencing that and the beauty of Canada and the beauty of being with your family as well. Oh,
1: well, it's been amazing for our girls to have you, Auntie Bunny, here. And uh, they just absolutely love Bunny to bits. So it's been beautiful having you here. And what you represent to us is just such a reminder to us of our value at mountain spring stretch which i'm sure you can state easily the friendship before function Friendship <laughs> before function that's what you're being here represents to us and it's so beautiful modeling that to not just our family i mean us being um what's the word we, we are reassured that that value is an important one and it was the right thing to have friendship before function as a value for us as a church because you are modeling it and all of those people who came out for lunch day too, right? They're all our friends. It felt like a re- reunion of sorts, right?
0: Absolutely, because um, we knew each other way back where we uh, were both in Doha and some of those other people that came as well traveled a long way. And there's people that we, we've we all been friends together at, um, when we were back in Doha. And uh, I mean, me personally, I just wanted to be here because of our relationship. I wanted to celebrate with you. I wanted to be part of what you're doing here. And that, I think, really shows the depth of our friendship.
1: Absolutely. So let everyone else get to know Bunny as well as we do. So tell us a little bit about you, your history, as I mean, as much as you want to share and, and how you came
0: to live in mouth and just a little bit about you. Okay. Um, well, I became a Christian when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I was 11 actually when I gave my life to the Lord. And, uh, yeah, I was very passionate about my walk with Jesus. Um, but when I was a, an older teenager, I fell away a little bit, um, and went down a road that uh, i looked back and i and, and i think you know and um, what happened at that time i'm not proud of but this is who i am and it was part of my life and so i ended up at the age of 18 being pregnant um i married the father of uh, my daughter at the time i married the father and i remember saying to the lord oh this is the man that i choose he wasn't a christian and um, but he said it was okay for me to be a christian <laughs> and i thought that's okay and he said, this is, I thought, this is the man that I choose. Um, Lord, uh, make him a Christian for me. He's the one that I choose. And I look back now and I think, how audacious was that? <laughs> how could I say that to God? But I, you know, I was young and naive. And um, yeah, so anyway, it didn't happen. Um, I, did, I did have uh, my daughter, I, I got married to the, um, this man. And I had three children uh, and eventually um, the marriage broke down and uh, I uh, became a divorcee. Wow. Um, I still have my faith, even through all of that, I still have my faith. Um, I remember um, specifically when my uh, first daughter was quite young, um, feeling guilty about everything, Mm -hmm. thinking I'm a Christian, this shouldn't have happened. And um, going to the little church that was in the village where I live, And uh, feeling like I should hide because I felt ashamed of what I've done, and I'm really thankful God has put people in my life mm. to be able to draw me out of that, to be able to show me God's love. I'm so That's good that I shouldn't be ashamed. That He has actually done everything that is needed to take away that guilt and that shame, and to pay for the sin. And so, um, so yeah, I, uh, I went to this little church and I, on this particular day, uh, we took the little children outside uh, while the preacher was on and I was sat with the um, Sunday school teacher. It was a lovely uh, sunny day. I was sat on the swings and I was still feeling so guilty. And, mm. uh, and she said to me, um, she, she just was able to tell me how much God loves me and that I, he doesn't want me to feel that guilt. And she prayed with me and I just cried and crying and crying because I knew how real that was. I feel emotional even just saying it actually. Oh. and because that was a change for me that oh. made me realize that, you know, whatever your past is, mm. um, and we know it, we read it in the scriptures, but for it to become real is when wow. God touches you. And he used, um, my friend, her name was Yvonne, he used her to really um help them to understand and to feel god's love and to know that i was forgiven and even as i was married to a non-christian um and what had gone in my past i could move forward and i could actually um be confident in going to church knowing that god loved me it didn't matter what other people saw in me god loved me and and also he could use me as well and that's one of the things that i feel quite passionate about that god is able to to use broken people, that sometimes we feel like we disqualified ourselves, but on and use it so and good, no matter what your past is. Yeah. yeah, I love how you you
1: you say that God can use disqualified people. What role did, or how important was the role that your community played in bringing you to that place of revelation and realization that you are love. You are forgiven and God can still use you in spite of your mistakes.
0: Um. Well, like I say, there was um, the church that I went to then that supported me very much in that. And then, um, you know, once I got over that myself, I actually wasn't a hang up for them. It was more <laughs> a hang up for me, Um. you know, thinking um, of the way that I would be looked at. Um, mm. uh, so... And they were able to see that God had given me giftings. I've always worked with um, young children. And I eventually got trained as a teacher in later years. Wow. Um, But even back then, it was in me. And uh, and, and working, you know, with the Sunday school, um, youth work as well. So that, it was a small church that was part of them. But that church were able to encourage me in that. To show me um, that um, that I was loved, indeed. The teaching was very good, and I, I really understood uh, God's love for me. And not only did He love me and could save me, but He could actually use me in ministry Sugar. and and moving forward powerfully in ministry as well. Although I didn't know it at the time, I was just thinking, oh, it's little old me at the time. Uh-huh. But um, I went from there. So that I, li- I was living in a small village in a rural community then. And I I moved, uh, after I got divorced, I moved to a small town on the south coast of England and uh, God just led me there in the most incredible way. And again, he led me to a church where people um, just loved on me, saw the potential in me and, um, and were able to encourage me to grow in him so going to a new place is quite difficult and you wonder how are people going to perceive you particularly if you're a divorcee um a woman on your own you know um, and and you do wonder how people will perceive you but again um this was um a church where um i was recognized for who i was um as a loved child of god wow and that really um allowed me to grow in that time there There was a couple, they weren't leading the the church at the time that I first went there, but they eventually became the leaders of the church. Mm -hmm. But I remember the first week I arrived in this town, I moved to a town where I didn't know anybody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was, God had clearly led me there. I went to do um, my teacher training degree in this area. And um, this couple came alongside me. They had um, daughters about the same age as mine. I had three daughters by then. And... uh, Mm -hmm. They just came alongside me, um, loved on me, uh, made me feel like I had family in this town that I mm-hmm. never to mm-hmm. Um, as is the case sometimes. You know, when you're a Christian, you can travel and you can find family and far from places in the world. So, that, so they were there um, and helped build me up. And then they eventually um, took over and led the church. Wow. And when they did, they looked to do a... Um, uh an umbrella leadership they called it and they asked me to be one of the leaders and i was thinking oh it loved me you know (laughs) and and but they said yes and actually they they created a leadership team um and there was a a few couples on the leadership team but there was quite a few of us well people might say are misfits if you like yeah. yeah Um, so that. I wasn't the only single person on the team. There was a student um, from the university on the on the leadership team. There was some, somebody who'd come out of um, a life of uh, alcohol and drugs on the leadership team. Wow. But um, this couple, their names were Andy and Jenny, they knew how to see the potential in people. Wow. How to encourage that, how to wow. love them, how to help them grow. Wow. And how to help them... Pass that on and see things in other people and encourage, so good. you know, bug working in other people. So that was a really positive experience for me living living there, uh, being part of that church. And I was there until my teenage, and my daughters were um, teenagers and they wow. grown up and so uh, were leaving home. Yes, yeah, so. so good. I, I mean, I love how you talk about that church
1: because that church reminds me about what we want to do and what we want to see at mountain springs church i mean the misfits are very welcome <laughs> you know um seeing people grow in their relationship with jesus so that they can change their world you are a foster child of that <laughs> look at how you've grown i mean even since i've known you till now i mean um uh, when i knew you in doha uh, almost 15 years ago you used to teach elocution classes, right, to the migrant workers. But today you are, you you've assisted in leading the church and here you are serving and supporting us in the launch of Mountain Springs yeah. Church. So just tell us about how God just moved you or has taken you on this journey of, using you to do things that i'm sure are bigger than you thought and wilder than you thought that you would ever do i mean you've gone to the nations you lead in
0: south africa for seven years Mm -hmm. so tell us all about that Uh, well after i left exmouth and and the uk i felt god had called me and i ended up in doha Mm -hmm. and in Qatar, and that's where i met you yeah yeah (laughs) yes so and um uh uh, God made it very clear about the church that I went to, Doha Fellowship, and again, it was a very, very encouraging church. Um, to start off with, um, when I first went there, um, it was such a phenomenal church, a group of people that really looked to God, looked to what he was doing, mm. and a group of people, I mean, the friendship before function, <laughs> value was there big time. Yes. And which was great because a lot of us were, you know, expats, different countries mm-hmm. away from home. And so to have that family there, have, have that, d- those deep friendships really meant meant something to me. And I fitted into the, um, what I thought might be my uh, usual role, which was uh, Sunday school to start off mm-hmm. with helping teach Sunday school, working with the children. Um, and God did something, um, he, he sort of shook me actually mm-hmm. to the core during that time because um i was doing doing what i'm very comfortable doing what i love doing but there was something inside of me that was just um it it was it was bursting in me but it was like this unsettling in me as well mm-hmm. i i was thinking i can't do this anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. um i don't want to do this anymore i want to be out um and and with uh adults <laughs> and um i look back and i think i can see now what god was doing you know he was wanting to move me from the comfortable yeah and, and you know being um i wouldn't i wouldn't say uh in the shadows because it's you not know children's work is so very very important uh-huh. but he wanted to move me to bigger yes yeah, so good so children's work um, and more and so um you know I, I i ended up being on an ushering team to start off with mm-hmm. and um and then from there like you say i was doing the elocution lessons and then i ended up being a home group leader as well uh-huh. and I had a very successful home group you because, did. yes yeah because um god just enabled me to see potential in people so to build glad. those relationships with people but to see potential and to bring that out in people so, good. so I... god spent that time um, growing me in a way that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to really work with people, how to encourage people, how to, um, you know, um, yeah, see the gifts in people. And, um, so all of this was happening, and the main leadership of, uh, the Church of Doha Fellowship um, said, um, Bonnie, we'd like you to be, um, a deacon. And, right. um that's where I got the hang-ups and, I, and the, the old No You're Disqualified started coming back oh. into my mind because um, fabulous church, many wonderful, wonderful couples who um, were in leadership. And I'd, I'd look on the stage and I'd see um, el- elders in couples and I'd see deacons in couples and whenever they prayed new deacons on, they were couples. Uh-huh. And I was starting to get that hang-up. No, I, uh-huh. I a single divorcing uh-huh. um, and all those old things started coming back in, uh-huh. and I kept. I think I can't get it on the stage. I can't be prayerful on my own. Uh-huh. As um, there's um, this couple, and then there's you know, there's Peter and Jane, there's Jim and John, uh-huh. Jim and Julie, <laughs> and you know, uh, so and then there's Bonnie, <laughs> and and it he, it he became too much, and I said no, 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 I can't do it, and so this went on for over a year um and then they said you look bonnie you you're doing the job of a deacon uh-huh. everything i was doing is what a deacon would do uh-huh. um, but it wasn't until they decided um there were two other single people uh-huh. and they they said um, we'd like you to be a deacon again <laughs> uh-huh. and when i knew that i wasn't the only single person uh-huh. i said okay i can step into it." Uh-huh. so I went up on the stage and wanted to pray for and I carried on doing I mean, like I say, I was already doing this. It. it was just about being prayed for. But I think something powerful happened there. Um, in stepping up and and saying to the Lord, Okay, use me. Um, you know, um my, my ministry, even in the home group, it 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 became more powerful. And wow, um, so my eyes opened to how God could really use me. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that that again was a time of growth for me. Right. And then you mentioned about South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before before we
1: even talk about South Africa, you know, what I'm just hearing you say, um, as a recurring theme, is the power of the community in and your obedience, right? Coming together in shaping the person, the woman of God, who you have become today. You know. This community seeing God's greatness on the inside of you and calling it out. You're, you are know, stretching you beyond your comfort zone mm-hmm. and you saying yes, you know, eventually to that. And I mean, it, when you were doing your elocution classes, if someone told you at that point in time that you would be the body you are today, you know, many years later, did you have that on the
0: horizon not at all <laughs> <laughs> not at all um i i'm some sometimes just amazed by what god can do uh, and how gentle and kind he is oh so beautiful! how he doesn't force you into things oh that's beautiful um, but he lays things out in your path and so cool. calls you into it and so then it's good. up to you if you step into it. So good. And, and sometimes like cap experience and things of the past and hang-ups can um stop you from doing that. So good. But um but but yeah, you know, the fact that he was he gently led me so and I good. was able to have those people around me who could encourage me to step into these things. So good. That is what really, really helped. So can you just speak to
1: to people who are staying away from community because they feel like they don't fit. I mean, you are a single d right? So you're single mm-hmm. and you know that in many churches, it's all about praying over the couples, right? And, and you felt like, Oh, I don't belong there. Mm-hmm. Right. And on the other hand, there are people who are married, but they feel like their partner is not, or the spouse is not as invested in the calling of ministry as they are. Right. Mm-hmm. How can we encourage these people on those <sighs> short extremes to take baby steps in the direction of that God
0: is laying out before them gently. I think what you're doing and, and as you say, one of your values is this friendship people function. It is so important. You have no idea who is walking through your doors. <laughs> oh, excuse me. You have no idea what they might be carrying mm-hmm. from their from um from their life from before. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. And uh there are some things that are obvious. I'm a divorcee, that's very obvious. <laughs> but there are other things about me that you won't know that I will uh, have been carrying um, you know, along for so many years. And yeah. that God has been able to gently through relationships with people, through being loved by people, through be- being accepted by people. Uh-huh. Because we know that God loves us and God accepts us, but it's different when you're talking about human relationships. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, Like I say, the friendship before function thing, it means an awful lot to people like me. Yeah. I've experienced it. I've been so blessed that in all of those churches I've talked about, yeah. I've experienced it. Yes. The relationships were so important and that's what enabled me to grow. Yeah, That's what enabled me to eventually do the things that I've gone on to do.
1: Yes, I think one of the things you talked about it um, also that came out as a theme for me and reminds me of our values another one of our values especially when you talked about how reticent you felt um, about stepping up to be a deacon as a single knowing that you'll be the only single up there while prayed for but you mentioned that notwithstanding you will you were doing the work mm-hmm. of the deacon you know and and that just calls the mind our uh, valuable function over title you know the fact that we don't need titles to serve in God's house you know can you can you just share a little bit about that and how what that experience has looked like for you
0: oh. even going to Themba and all the things you did yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've experienced this in a big way, really, because um, every time that um, God has wanted to bring me into something new, it's n- it's never been about the title. So good because I've never sought it. <laughs> no, <laughs> other people that have seen it in me and called it out. So good. Um. Uh. So it's it's never been about me wanting. I I want to be able to be. Um that preacher uh, or or any title like that. And and in doing that, I think um, God's been able to just draw me and lull me the way that he wants me to be so um, rather than me state what I want to be. That's <laughs> all so good. And, um, and he's blessed me in it. He's blessed me in it in so many different ways, just the things that he's called me into doing. And um, God knows us. He created us. As we are, and he will use those gifts that he's put into you. Mm. And it will be a joy if mm. you walk in it this way. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about it from the other side because I haven't seen it from the other side personally. I've seen it in other people when they're seeking titles and um, and um, and power even. Uh-huh. And it not work out so well. Yeah. But personally, I can't comment on that because I've, I've experienced it from the other side. And um yeah, and I just love the way God has been so gentle. He has called me, he has put people alongside of me, and um yeah, it's it's just it's empowered me. Mm-hmm. It's not seeking power, but it has empowered me. So what would you say to people who are scared of
1: getting into community in terms of the growth that they might
0: be missing out on? I think first of all, get to know the community and mm. have relationships with those people in, in the community. and um, allow people to see what your gifting is and rather than say, This is what my gifting is, this is what I want to <laughs> do. Uh, function um in it and mm. let people see that. Let people see what God has put in your life. So good. And and allow them to gently bring you into what, what they think is where God is leading you. Because so, uh, I've had people who have done that in my, I would not have gone into, um, maybe the home group leading, for example, uh-huh. or done the things that I've done, um, in South Africa, um, if I'd have followed my own mind. and <laughs> But you know, I'm, I'm not sure I would have done all of those things. Of course, that other Close people content. saw things in me and called yeah. me into those things.
1: And you said, yes, radically, radically, <laughs> just the same way we, we we said, Bunny, we're launching in March and can you come spend some time? And you're like, I'll think about it. And like, yes, five weeks, yes, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's those radical yeses of yours that have led you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the process, how you came to say yes about yes to to south africa and what that looked like for you practically
0: um how i came to say yes was um quite often when there's going to be a big change in my life um god is quite clear and he'll do something amazing so that i know that it's what i've got to step into mm-hmm. um this particular occasion um i i would not long lost my mum and i was quite low really if i'm honest and i was um Uh, at a church um uh I can not remember exactly what it was um but I I was in church anyway and uh I was talking to somebody and I had not even thought about leaving Qatar and but whatever I was saying a friend who was in church with me she said you're thinking about leaving Bonnie and I was like "Eh, I don't think so and then I well maybe i am no, no, no. <laughs> my spirit started to resonate with that mm-hmm. and it's funny it was just after my birthday and um a lady i know is quite prophetic had sent me a birthday card that said um you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way to go wow yeah. so um yeah i had had that verse um i'd been at it was a conference i remember now it was a conference at our church and um I hadn't taken much in at all, if I'm honest, at the conference because of where I was having lost my mum. Um, but what I didn't know was uh the um the leader of the church in South Africa, so Doha Fellowship had planted a church in South Africa. They've been going for a year and a half. And uh he he was there. At this conference, I didn't know he was there at this conference. And I'd always thought, oh, one day I'm going to go out for a few weeks and help support what's going on in South Africa. I had that desire already. And uh, anyway, I'm sat saying to my friend, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe I do want to leave. Maybe I don't. At that very moment, um, Gavin, his name is the leader of the Church of South Africa, comes up behind me. I hadn't even seen him. And he was there, come over to Doha um, to be at the conference. And he says, hiya, Bonnie, how you doing? And he's quite a bouncy, chirpy person. Um, we had a very, very quick conversation. He left me, he went, he went forward down the aisle of the church and then he just turned around, pointed at me and said, when are you coming? And I was like, oh, there was a voice behind me. It was coming. <laughs> and my whole spirit just resonated with Wow. Me. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to go there. And um, so I said to my friend, oh, that's what I want to do, and I thought, oh, well, i better, I better put this forward to the leadership in the church in Doha, mm-hmm. I'd put it forward to them. You know, I'd like to um, go to support what's happening in South Africa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I was thinking, you know, I I'd, um, had a bit of savings, I could put myself forward for a few months or whatever. And um, so. Uh, they said they'd pray about it and came back to me and they said, we think this is the right thing and we want to send you. Well wow. You have no idea what that meant. Wow. From the background. Mm. You know, and just, it was like that stamp. You are qualified. So good. We don't want you to just spend your own money and, and go and support them for a few weeks or months. So we good. see something in you, and we want to send you so to be part of this work. And and you know it, it's a it it's been like being totally redeemed. Actually, so you good. know how God brought me to that to that point. That um, they would see something in me to to want me to go and to want to to back me in that. And so um. Yeah, that's how I ended up going to South Africa. (laughs) That
1: is so beautiful, Bonnie. And I know they are going to tell us in another episode um, some of the details around um, serving God in that context and and some of the blessings and challenges, you know. Uh Uh, But thank you so much for sharing this powerful, powerful testimony. You are qualified, folks. Doesn't matter what curveballs the life has thrown at you, or the enemy has thrown at you, or even mistakes you've made, you know, that seem like stumbling blocks in your path, God calls you and he is the one that qualifies you, not even your path, God does. Uh-huh. And so if you are not in community today, consider joining a community and like Bonnie said, get to know that community uh-huh. and that's where
0: that's
1: where. be vulnerable enough for people to get to know you so that they can call out the greatness in you and you can start your own journey of growth and development in God's call for your life.
0: Yes, and I amen to that. that.
1: Amen. Thank yeah. you so much, oh, Bonnie. You we you love, you, love you. you lots. Thank you for sharing. Oh, loving you guys too. <laughs> Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We trust you were refreshed as you listened. If you would like to hear more, you can visit our website at mountainspringschurch.ca where you can find information about our services and about how you can partner with us on this journey. Thank you for listening today and God bless.